All right, and welcome to another edition of Just a Guy Talking Football Podcast with PJ Janky. We're getting ready to wrap up uh, week two here. We'll review the two Monday night games from last night. I'll give you my post-week two power rankings and uh, cover some of the key injuries that happened in week two. All right, so let's go over the games last night. Last night we had New Orleans uh, playing at Carolina Panthers. New Orleans took this one down 20-17. to um, I All I could really say is uh, about this game was it was a better defensive game than I expected on both sides. Uh, both teams' uh, defenses played pretty dang well. Four sacks on both sides for each team. Carr was uh, just okay. 228 yards passing. Uh, one thing I did take away from New Orleans, and I thought this for a while, is Chris Olave is just a stud. He just... he. The catches he makes and the way he's uh, getting involved is just awesome. Um, They are getting Michael Thomas involved on that offense too, which I think is key. Getting him kind of ramped back up from, you know, a couple injury-plagued years. So I think the Saints are definitely looking in the right direction, especially that defense of wise. Uh, Panthers, they've got a long way to go, which which we thought about or I thought about early on in the season. And I still think that same way. I, they are getting Adam Thielen involved, which is good. But Bryce Young, it, this is a total growing year for him. So it's going to be ups. It's going to be downs. It's going to be a lot of what we saw last night, 153 yards passing. And you're going to take the good with the bad. So, But this is the big thing is he's gaining experience. He's learning what to do. And it kind of showed that a little moxie on that last drive to make the game closer than probably really was. Um, okay, now let's go to the other big game last night, um, which was uh, the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, that was a pretty exciting game overall. Uh, we saw Cleveland end up losing that game to Pittsburgh 26-22. to um, Listen, it's not an easy thing to go into Pittsburgh anytime, and especially on primetime, especially when you're a division rival and try to beat Pittsburgh, as Cleveland figured that out last night. Now, I see a lot of people dogging Deshaun Watson in Cleveland this morning. I'm not dogging them as as much as some other people might be. I think their offense can be legit. Now they just had a huge blow to their to their team losing Nick Chubb to a pretty serious knee injury. He is out for the season. It is confirmed today. Um his replacement Ford didn't do too bad in there. I think their offense has some pieces like I said it's not easy playing Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh on a primetime game. That defense was relentless. They had four turnovers, they had six sacks, and they picked up two defensive uh, scores, Pittsburgh did. So I'm kind of still saying that Cleveland's got a good chance to be a pretty good team here. I know um, the uh, Sean Watson stats aren't blowing anybody away, but he's got good rapport with Amari Cooper. I think they got good pass catchers. I think that they've got... You know, they're going to have to figure out some things on the running game, but I think they, they will. I'm not dogging Cleveland as much. They think they played a pretty solid game overall. Now, um, one side of the game I am dogging is the Pittsburgh offense. Uh, they they need to work on some stuff. They only had nine first downs total. They have basically no rushing attack. Now, Cleveland's defense was playing the rush pretty well, but I don't know. Pittsburgh, it... it it's not what I was expecting at the beginning of the season, especially from the preseason. They looked like they were gelling pretty well. But, you know, I know they lost uh, Deontay Johnson to the injured reserve, um, but they definitely got some things to work on there. Uh, George Pickens is a stud, though. 
he's definitely got enough moxie and enough uh, swagger to kind of carry that receiving core. But we'll have to see what happens here. Okay, so now you're probably asking, PJ, what was your week two record? Um, you, you haven't even brought it up yet. Well, I'll tell you it right now and we'll go over year to date. So straight up against, uh, you know, picking money line, I was 11 and five against the spread. I was eight, seven and one with a push last night with Carolina and then over under, I was nine and seven. Uh, so to year to date, I'm 21 and 11 on straight up money line. I'm 16, 15 and one against the spread and over under I'm 16 and 16. So I'm pretty mediocre, so I hope we're not listening to me other than when I pick up straight-up winners or against the money line. Okay, I'm going to go over some key injuries, kind of give a couple updates that they've been going with, and a couple thoughts. Um, So, first off, uh, we saw Saquon Barkley go down with an ankle injury. It says that he's going to be out two to three weeks, uh, various reports. I don't know if the Giants are going to go with Matt Breida as a running back. I wonder if they might try to go sign somebody. There are a couple interesting uh, free agent running backs out there that do have a little bit of tread left on the tires. So I'm kind of interested to see what they're going to do there. Uh, Moving along with another, you know, we just brought up uh, Nick Chubb is out for the season. Four did look pretty good running the ball. I think Cleveland's got a good running offense. Uh, They got a decent offensive line. And Kevin Stefanski does uh, have a de- usually good uh, approach to a rushing attack. I don't know if they'll maybe go out there and maybe they re-sign Kareem Hunt, who they had last year or the previous couple years, and he was the one that always spelled uh, Nick Chubb. So that's an interesting thing to think about. Um, the other running back injury that was big this last week was David Montgomery. He went down with a bruised thigh, but he was carted off the field. They're seeing at least a couple weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little bit more. I mean, it to be carted off the field is not necessarily an easy thing for anybody to come back from. All right, moving on to a couple of the wide receivers that we had go down. Uh, Devontae Adams got pulled for concussion-like symptoms. They're, I guess, evaluating him still. Um, Josh McDaniels, or Dr. Doc, Josh McDaniels, I should say, he says he's good to go, so we'll have to see what happens there. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., he went down with an ankle. John Harborough saying uh, it's not serious, but here we go with Odell Beckham Jr. with injuries again. Um, I wonder if it's just his body just can't hold up anymore. Um, Jalen Waddle is in the concussion protocol. He's going to get tested and evaluated from a hit late in the fourth quarter, like a helmet-to-helmet hit, so we'll have to see what happens there. All right, and then two big uh, quarterback injuries that we were looking at is... Anthony Richardson from the Colts, he went out with a concussion. It's for sure a concussion. Um, there is no timetable right now, but in my opinion, you don't rush him back. You got Garden Minshew for a reason. I mean, you want Richardson to gain experience, but don't rush him back, with, especially with this concussion stuff. Just let him sit, because especially the brand of football he plays, he runs around a lot, he goes and takes hits. I just don't think it's a good idea to rush him back. And I think the most interesting one, the one that's gonna that's gonna face the league and kind of shape what's gonna happen with this the most is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's got the calf injury. It's the same one that he had in the preseason. There's not an, any commitment to have him play next Monday night against the Rams. That's worrisome, guys. Um, he didn't play all the preseason because of this. If it's and if this is reaggravated in any way. I don't know what's going to happen here. This could spell pretty doom and gloom for the Bengals, in my opinion. 
Um, they have not played great football. They definitely played better football last week than the week before. But this this is potentially uh, a game changer for the whole AFC because the Bengals were going to be up there and, you know, contending, I thought, at least for the AFC crown. All right, so we're going to go over the post-week two power rankings here. I'll give you uh, them in order and a couple quick blurbs, what I was thinking um, the main thing that I kind of go with with my power rankings when I'm in between two teams, I go, which team would beat the other team? So that's where I kind of go with if one team's above another. So you'll kind of see as I kind of point this out. All right, number 32, this hasn't changed from the first time I did power rankings. I got the Arizona Cardinals, they're 0 2. They have played better than I expected them to, but still, they're 0 2. I, I mean, they gave up uh, <laughs> 20 to zero lead against the Giants at their own house. So, I mean, I don't know what to say really about them other than not a really shocker. Uh, Houston Texans, they're 0-2. This isn't a real big shocker to me. I think Houston's got a lot of long ways to go. They got a lot to work on, but I think they've got some positive things moving in the right direction. C.J. Stroud, he, he needs experience. It needs experience and he's gaining it right now. So, you know, there's nothing better than to be starting, and, you know, it sucks to lose, but it's great to gain experience. All right, number 30 on this list, which I could easily put them at 32, is the Chicago Bears. Um, they're 0-2. They look lost. Fields look lost. He's he's in his third season. He's looking like he's in his first. He's holding on to the football too long. I don't know what's going on with this defense. They look like they haven't played together, which they haven't played together all preseason. Um, and it's a glaring thing here that they're missing the pass rush and they're going to, it's going to be a glaring thing all year long, long. So, um, bears 0 and two, they're at number 30. I think they easily could be 32 or 31 on this list, but just by next week. Okay. 29, we've got the Carolina Panthers. They're 0 and two. I, they got some stuff to work on. They got a good defense. Um, but that offense is going to make that defense very tired throughout the whole season. So, but you know what? They got Bryce Young. They're going to be, once again, just like the Texans were, they're working on gaining experience for him, and there's no better experience than playing. So, um, number 28, I've got the Denver Broncos. Uh, That's a horrible game to give up at at, at your own house. You're up 21 to 3. You got the game and, you know, you're looking pretty good, and you just keep giving up points, keep giving up points, and you can't score. So, uh, you know, until Denver kind of proves it in those uh, moments to where they can actually win a game, then um, I'm, they're going to be pretty low on this list. All right. Now, I have, at number 27, I have the New York Jets. Now, I know the Jets are one and one and you're like, PJ, their defense is so good. Yeah, but their offense just is so bad, and I think it's going to be pretty bad under Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, Zach Wilson is who Zach Wilson is. This is what we thought from him last year. This is what the Jets thought of him last year, too, guys. Don't forget that they were more than ready to jettison him to any team that wanted to trade for him, but no team wanted to trade for him this offseason. So um, the Jets are 1-1, one and one, and I think they're lucky to be 1-1. One and one. I think their defense is pretty good, but even their defense got tired last week and couldn't get through to that Dallas Cowboys team. All right. Now, this one, you might be saying, why are they above uh, the Jets? Uh, the next one up is the Vikings at 0-2. I know the Vikings are 0-2. Their offense is legit. Their defense is not, but their offense is legit, and their offense is going to win them plenty of games. They almost came back against the Eagles. 
They yes, they get lost to the Buccaneers the first week, but I'm telling you, their offense is legit, and their offense is going to win them plenty of games. So they won't be low on this list for too long. Okay, 25. We got the New York Giants. They're one and one. They could easily be zero and two. They had to uh, barely pull one out against Arizona Cardinals. They didn't score any points for the first six quarters of the season. Giants, be careful. You could easily be zero and two, but you're one and one. All right, next up, I've got the New England Patriots. You're like, PJ, they're 0-2. How are they above some of these 1-1 teams? Well, the New England Patriots lost to two good teams. They lost to the Philadelphia Eagles, and they lost to the Miami Dolphins. Those two teams are no slouches by any means. And by the way, they kind of kept it close in both those games. I think the New England's offense is looking better. Their defense has always been legit under Bill Belichick. I'm not saying that they're going to make the playoffs or anything, but I think the Patriots are a better team than the 0-2 record shows. Next up, we got number 23. We got the Las Vegas Raiders at 1-1. One and one. I got really not much to say about the Raiders. They're, I think they're lucky to be 1-1. One and one. I think the Broncos gave them the first game to them. And they got their clocks cleaned in Buffalo. So we'll see. I think that they're going to tumble down this list. But for right now, they're at 23. Number 22, we got the Indianapolis Colts. They're at 1-1. One and one. I got to see what happens here with uh, Richardson and, and Minshew and everything like that. I, But for right now, the Colts, one and one, they're at, at number 22 on this list. Number 21, I got the Tennessee Titans. They're also at one and one. I definitely think that they're uh, a little bit better than the Colts. But, you know, their defense is definitely going to keep them in some games. Their rushing attack is going to be okay. I just... I'm just really kind of concerned about the rest of the offense on Tennessee. See what's going to happen. But Mike Vable's a good coach. They're definitely going to be in a lot of close games, and that's what they've shown in the last two games, uh, or the first two games of the season, I should say. Okay, uh, number 20 on this list is uh, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, definitely played better than I expected to uh, to start off these uh, first two games of the season. I think their offense is definitely pretty legit. I think their defense has some stuff to work on. Uh, but... I'm really kind of curious to see what happens when Cooper Cup comes back, how they're going to distribute this ball. Uh, but it definitely looks like Sean Buffet's got that uh, rushing attack going a little bit again. So look out for the Rams, guys. I think they're going to make some noise. Um, number 19, I got the Cincinnati Bengals at 0-2. Yes, they're 0-2. If Burrow's healthy, this team is better than 0-2. We know that. If Burrow's healthy. I have the sneaking suspicion he might not be, and Derry could very well be tumbling further down this list by next week. All right, number 18, we've got the Los Angeles Chargers. Once again, like I kind of went over yesterday, guys, in my review, the Chargers are just do Chargers things. They have this explosive offense, they do all this stuff, and then they end up losing 27-24. That's basically the same script week after week after week with the Chargers. Oh my gosh, we played so good. Oh, but we lost in the last second. I don't know if it's Brandon Staley. I don't know if it's, but it just seems like the Chargers are just cursed. That and the other thing they're usually cursed with is people going down with injury, which uh, knock on wood hasn't happened yet. I'm not trying to jinx them by any means, but that's usually a Chargers thing. So number 17, we got the Seattle Seahawks. They're at one and one. They uh, definitely played a little bit better. This last game, then the first game, um, Geno Smith looked like he's kind of coming around again. But, you know, the Lions gave him some points. I, I, I might have waited to see with things with the Seahawks. I, I'm kind of curious. They definitely got some stuff, some good pieces on offense, though. And their defense is always scrappy under Pete Carroll. All right, number 16 on the list, we got the Detroit Lions. Yes, the Lions 
heck, had a heck of a first game beating the Chiefs, and then they lost at home in overtime to the Seahawks. They got some things to prove to me still. I'm not buying the hype all the way. I love Dan Campbell, but we'll see what happens. Number 15, their other um, NFC North team, which is the Green Bay Packers. The Packers could have been 2-0. The Packers beat up on a really bad Bears team the first week. They had They were up 24-12 in the second week and then gave up 13 points in the fourth quarter and blew that game now you could say yes Jordan Love it's only his fourth start PJ what are you saying what's going on the Packers are a good team I think the Packers are a decent team but you don't lose a game 25-24 and expect to be further up in the rankings they're right in the middle they should be right in the middle we'll see what happens I still don't know who the Packers are all the way I think they are a better team than they showed on Sunday um, but I got to see how they do. They got a good test coming on up. I think they got New Orleans this up- upcoming week, which New Orleans defense is no joke. So we're going to see what the Packers are made of starting this week. All right, number 14, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers are one and one The Pittsburgh Steelers defense, uh, I mean, bravo yesterday. They just played their hearts out. They're, and thank goodness because the Pittsburgh Steelers offense is um, still missing in action other than George Pickens, who is looking great, but Kenny Pickett looks lost. I don't know what's going to happen here. I mean, I know a lot of, I'm seeing a lot of the stuff this morning that everybody's really mad at the offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, but I don't know where this team's going to go, but their defense is legit. They're in 14 on this list. Okay, number 13. Um, moving on up the list here, we definitely are going to start kind of getting into those 2-0 and teams that, and they, they deserve the recognition. Here they go. So number 13, uh, we got the Washington Commanders. They're 2-0. Now the first week they did beat up on Arizona Cardinals. It was a closer game than we expected it to be, but they did go into Denver. They were down early and they, they came back and they beat Denver in Denver, which that's a pretty ruckus stadium. So, uh, heads off to him watching Commanders. I think Eric Bieniemy's uh, got that offense rolling. He's got him believing. Ron Rivera's a decent coach for sure. But uh, Sam Howell experiment's going pretty well for him so far. All right, moving on to number 12, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, talk about a revival on the defense. It does help, though, when you play the Bears at how great, great your defense can look when you play the Chicago Bears. But Tampa Bay, hats off to you. I mean, the Baker Mayfield experiment is working out so well. Uh, so far, so hey, they're two and zero. They're tied for the uh, lead in the NFC South divisions. We'll see what happens. All right, number eleven, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're one and one. Um, I'm kind of on a wait and see approach with the Jacksonville Jaguars. They played Kansas City. They played Kansas City in Jacksonville though, and they didn't score a touchdown. Now Kansas City's defense did. Uh, Shore up a lot of things that they had wrong with them week one. Kansas City had extra time to prepare for Jacksonville, so we'll see what happens. Hands down, you're like probably like PJ, they're one and one. Why are they above a two and O team? Well, because I think if the Jaguars play the Buccaneers, I think the Jaguars beat the Buccaneers. That's what I think. So, all right, here we go. Another one and one team at number 10 is the Cleveland Browns. I know a lot of people are like, hey, Deshaun Watson, oh my goodness, he's mediocre. Oh my god. I'm seeing a little bit of flashes, especially last night with him passing the ball around, that he's going to be a little bit better. That rushing attack, we got to see what happens now that Chubb's out for a while. But I'll be honest with you. I think the Browns are pointing in the right direction. I think their defense is absolutely legit. So we're going to have to wait and see. Um, But 
I think the Browns are a little bit better than what people are thinking right now. All right, number nine, we got the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons are 2-0. They beat up on the Panthers, and they won a close one against Green Bay. Hey, their skill position players are doing it for them. Desmond Ritter looked better this last game. Let's start to see if they keep putting their pieces together. But you know what? For right now, the NFC South has three 2-0 teams. And speaking of the NFC South, number eight on the list is the New Orleans Saints. Listen, guys, they are definitely a defense to be scared of. They they are coming at you from all different directions. Dennis Allen is a heck of a defensive coach on that and on that side. I think Derek Carr is only going to get more and more comfortable in this offense. You're seeing them use Taysom Hill a lot in this offense, which is just an awesome like little wild card kind of thing to throw at everybody. So I think the Saints are going to have people on their toes. Uh, all season, I see the Saints only getting gaining more and more and improving more and more. They've got killer wide receivers. They've got some pretty decent rushing attack once Alvin Kamara comes back. So I think you guys better be watching out for the Saints. All right, number seven on this list, I got the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they definitely back on track one and one. They beat the Tar out of the La- Las Vegas Raiders. We're going to have to see. It's going to be a long season for the Bills. I think it's going to be an up-and-down season. But for right now, Buffalo Bills back on track at number seven on this list. All right, number six. Here we go. We've got the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens offense is definitely looking a little bit better. I think Lamar Jackson definitely had a better game last uh, yesterday. I think the Ravens defense could show up a little bit different in different ways, but we'll see. For right now, Ravens are kind of right where they were expected to be. They're 2-0, number six on the overall power rankings. All right, this is where I kind of got a little tricky. Number five, I've got the Dallas Cowboys. And I agree with everybody probably right now when you're listening. You're going, PJ, what's going on? Dallas Cowboys killed some teams. Yes, they did. But they killed two really bad New York teams. But that's what they were supposed to do. They're supposed to beat up on the teams that that you're supposed to beat up on. So they did. So my hat's off to them. I really debated on putting them number four on the list. But I just think, once again, if you're going to go five against four, who's going to win? Well, my number four team overall in the power rankings is the Philadelphia Eagles. So I still think right now, I think the Eagles are a better team than the Cowboys. Now, Eagles, number four on the list. You're like, PJ, they're, you know, when they went to the Super Bowl, they won two games. They're for number four. You had them number two overall at the start of the season. Yeah. Eagles got a little growing pains to show me. Their defensive line is legit. They definitely can run the ball. I just wonder if people are going to start kind of adjusting to the Eagles a little bit more than they did last year. They're not necessarily surprised by the Eagles anymore. So Eagles still pretty legit. Number four on this list. All right. Number three on the list. The last one in one team is the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, come on. We we can't we can't lower them too low. I mean, I think the Chiefs beat the Eagles if they played them head on, you know, um, one on one. I think the Chiefs beat the Cowboys if they played them. So that's why the Chiefs are third on the list. Yes, they're one and one, but they lost a close one to Detroit at home to open the season. They're getting healthier. They're getting their people back in spots. Get ready for the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, number two on the list, guys, the Miami Dolphins. Um, I just think that they're, they, you want to talk about a legit team on both sides. That is what the Miami Dolphins are. They get ready to run with you. They got two of the best receivers in the game playing for them. Kind of got to see what happens with this Jalen Waddle injury. But they've got other guys to step up in his place. They've got a solid rushing attack. Their defense is 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 legit under Vic Fangio. 
definitely a better uh, performance this week compared to the first week. But my whole thing is, too, they're going to get Jalen Ramsey back soon, too. And that's just going to even make them scarier, guys. So, Dolphins, number two on the list. And then number one on your just a guy talking football power rankings is the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, They are my Super Bowl pick for this year. They look in midseason form. Yes, they had a close game against the Rams, uh, I but the score looked closer than I think it truly was. I think these 49ers are legit. I think they're a little, um, got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder from the, you know, having so many, you know, oh my gosh, we almost made it, but, oh my gosh, we almost made it, but this injury, but that thing, but this happened. No, they're, they're going out there this year, and I think they're just going to, they're just going to, they put the league on notice, and I think they're getting ready to, you know, absolutely probably maybe even finish like 15 and 2 i think that could be an absolute possibility for this team so that wraps up our recap on week two join us on thursday i'm going to preview the thursday night game in between the new york giants and the san francisco 49ers we're going to give you our pick for that game i'm going to give you the picks for all the sunday games go over any other little news that might pop up from now but for right now guys Thank you again for joining Just a Guy Talking Football podcast. I am PG Janky, and I'm out.